Welcome to Chase Oaks Online. We are in week three of a series called Stronger. I know that the past couple of weeks we've all been trying to navigate what it means to be self-quarantined and uh, national lockdown and all of these different things that we've been responding to. And, and I just want to say that I believe that this series has been so uh, very impactful on my life because I believe it is a time that where it feels like we've lost a lot or things have been canceled, where we feel like we could be shrinking back. I believe now more than ever, uh, God wants some of our relationships to get stronger and, and not only our relationships with each other, but I believe our relationships with him. And I know that during this time, uh, a lot of fear can really set in. And today, uh, I want to talk to you about having stronger hope. I want to begin today's message in the book of Matthew. And it says this in Matthew chapter 8. It says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. Uh, For those of us that may be familiar with this story of Jesus and his disciples being on the Sea of Galilee, I think we imagine... Uh, waves crashing up against the boat. I think we imagine perhaps a really bad storm. I think we imagine thunder. I think we imagine lightning. But reading this story this week, uh, this stuck out to me. I mean, waves swept over the boat. I think now we're not talking about somebody that's just in a bad storm. I think we're talking about somebody that's drowning. I think this is the perfect depiction of when a person talks about their fear. It's an overwhelming feeling like you're about to drown. You know, it's interesting. Uh, You and I are actually only born with two fears. Uh, The first fear is this. It's the, the fear of falling. And the second one is the fear of loud noises. Every other fear that you and I have is learned. We picked it up from somebody Someone, some parent, some experience along the way, we learned it. I personally have a fear of wild animals. Uh, actually, I think I just have a fear of animals. And I think all animals have the potential to go wild. Although, uh, my friends, uh, they're not very afraid of, of wild animals. They, they feel more like Adam and Eve. We're good with animals. We're friends with the animals. Uh, I used to think bees were cute until I got stung by them a lot as a kid during the summertime. Uh, I used to think dogs were cute and, and cuddly until I got chased by them as as a kid. Uh, my friends, they like camping. I like hotels. Um, some of my friends, they like hunting. I love indoor basketball. Uh, I was talking to a friend a, a couple of days ago. And we were talking about, you know, what would you do if you ran out of food? And he was like, I'm not worried about running out of food. And I was like, why not? He goes, all right, I have my backup plan. I said, what's your backup plan? He said, oh, if me and my family run out of food, I'm going to just get my bow and arrow and I'm going to go kill and eat. I was like, that's your backup plan? He's like, yeah, I mean, only the strong survive. I went, my backup plan was ramen noodles for crying out loud. I mean, I think all of us picked up some sort of irrational fear at some point and we had to figure out a way to sort of cope with the world some of the fears that we've picked up over time the fear of 
failing, the fear of the economy not being able to bounce back, the fear of losing a job, the fear of not being able to get a job back, the fear of getting sick. I think probably the biggest fear that all of us face right now is really fear of the unknown, the fear of not knowing what's going to to happen next. And what I know about you and what I know about me is that we, we can have two different mindsets as it pertains to, to fear. Because here, here, at its core, fear is a faith in a negative future, whereas hope is faith in a positive future. I mean, you can have one or the other. It is this idea that for us, uh, we can have uh, this, this mentality that says, you know what? I think the worst days are ahead of us. Or we could be people of hope that says, you know what? I actually believe that our best days are ahead of us. Here's what I want you to know today. Did you know that hope and fear can both be fed? They can be fed. Uh, and now some, some people are like, you know what? I didn't choose to be afraid. I mean, I, I just am it. But no, no, no. Your fear was fed at some point. And your hope can be fed as well. Think about it like this. We are all one news cycle away from a completely different emotion. Uh, bad news cycle? Fear. Good news cycle? Oh, we're going to be all right. We, we, we might make it. It's all good. But what, what if you could actually choose to feed one emotion over the other? What I want to encourage you to do today is to choose hope. Choose to feed hope. Think about it. Why is it on social media? It's called a news feed. Each and every one of us is being fed something every single day. And guess what? The good news about fear and the good news about hope is we get to choose what we eat. As the old saying goes, you are what you eat. Uh, I love uh, how this story tells us that the waves swept over the boat, swept over the boat. But what Matthew tells us next changes the game for this entire story. It says, but Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was sleeping. I, I, I mean, just, just, I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life where you felt like there was a crisis going on all around you, yet God seemed inactive, dormant, asleep. I mean, the disciples got buckets on the ship trying to get water out. They're about to drown, and Jesus is on a futon, sleeping. And then... Scripture tells us this. It says, the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Then he says this. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. 
I mean, it's just a really great question that Jesus asked his disciples. Why are you so afraid? Why are we so afraid? I, I think one of the things that we're really afraid of is I, I actually don't think we're just afraid of storms. I don't think we're afraid of our cages being rattled. I don't think we're afraid of worst case scenarios. My, I think we're afraid that we won't be able to handle worst case scenarios. I think we're afraid that we won't be able to handle if our kid gets sick. I think we're afraid that we won't be able to handle one more medical bill, that we won't be able to handle more layoffs. We won't be able to handle the, what, what could go on with the stock, that we're just we're afraid that we won't be able to handle it. Perhaps our biggest fear right now is that we won't be able to handle it if life never goes back to normal. And here's what I want to encourage you with today is, you know what? We may not be able to handle it. I mean, we may not be strong enough to handle the worst case scenario, an overwhelming situation where waves are crashing over us. We may not be able to handle almost drowning. We may not be able to, to, to deal with our kids having to, to switch schools because we can't afford the school that they were in. We may not be able to handle downgrading our house. We may not be able to handle a difficult situation. We maybe should be afraid. Maybe we should worry. Maybe we should be afraid that our boat just might sink. That is, unless there's a guy on your boat that controls the weather. And if that's the case, that changes everything. The question you've got to ask yourself is how much space have you made for God on your boat? And what I want to encourage you with this weekend God's with you. Young man, God's with you. Single mom, God's with you. Business owner, God's on your boat. And ultimately, Jesus' question is such a good one. He's going, wait, why are you so afraid when I'm on the boat? Understand the story here, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus has recruited 12 disciples. He says, hey, follow me. Got a big plan about to save the world. God sent me as one and only son. Die for everybody so that none should perish. You with me? They said yes. And just for a moment, because some waves and a crisis was crashing over them, they thought the story changed to, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. But before he could die on a cross and save the world... He died on a boat on the Sea of Galilee with his friends, but at least he was in his sleep. Like, do we really believe that the story actually changed? And that's where the disciples were at. Jesus is going, hey, here's the deal. Your story isn't over because I'm still in the boat. And we're in this thing together. So guess what? God's plan for your life is not over. God's plan for your friends. It's not over. God's plan for your home. It's not over. And guess what God is included in God's plan? He wants us to get stronger. I think there's two questions. There's two questions that we should ask. 
as it pertains to our fears. And number one is, where did they come from? Who did they come from? Often uh, the source of our fear can determine the legitimacy of our fear. Um, And the second thing that we have to ask ourselves is, are we passing any of those fears on to someone else? Uh, One of the things that I've, I've learned over the last year or two is that my son actually loves animals. He doesn't know that they could be wild right now. Um, I personally am afraid of the zoo. And my friends tell me, well, you know what, Ryan? Uh, the, the reality is these animals are caged. Nothing they can do to you. I go, until they're not caged. And then what are we going to do then? Um, I had an opportunity to uh, film uh, a documentary um, out in Death Valley a number of years ago. And, and before uh, we, we went out to the mountains, um, it's near Vegas, uh, my friend had a stay at the MGM Grand um, at resort there in Vegas. And I had never been to Vegas before. I knew there was a bunch of fights that had been there. So I said, hey, man, let me just walk around the hotel and just see what it's like. And, and lo and behold, uh, in the lobby was a lion's den, okay? A lion's den. It was about four or five lions uh, just kind of walking around, kind of chilling. And I was like, man, I can't believe they got lions here in this hotel. And then um, all of a sudden I look past one lion and I see uh, a boy. He probably was 16, 17 years old. And ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, he was sitting on a rock with a cell phone with the lions. Just I started banging on the glass. Uh, young man, son. Uh, do you realize where you are? You are surrounded by lying. Who are you? Who are you texting? Who is this person? Put the phone down. They about to eat you alive. Do you think you're friends with the lion? He thought he was in the Lion King. I said, okay, let's just say you are in the Lion King. Uncle Scar is right over there. Okay, there go Nala. There go Simba. And you are Pumbaa. Okay, you are breakfast. He is on his way to you. But he was cool, calm, and collective. Oh, he was chilling. And you know what? Had he been paying attention to me, he could run the risk of losing his peace based off of my anxiety for him. You know, when I think about my son, when I think about my home, I have to think through, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm not passing on some fears that shouldn't be a part of somebody else's story. I think we all should take a lesson from the posture of Jesus Christ as to how we should respond to crisis, especially when we know that the God of the universe is in the boat with us. Uh, Sometimes I think the best strategy for actually dealing with our current fears is actually remembering old ones. I mean, remembering old ones. I mean, we have to ask ourselves this question. What have we feared in the past that wouldn't scare us now? Uh, Because here's what I know about the two fears that we were born with. You know, the the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises, right? Uh, The reality is for you and me is we've outgrown them. And that's so good news for you and I this weekend because here's what that means. It means that you and I potentially have the ability to outgrow some of the same fears that we have right now, we don't actually have to hold on to those fears forever. 
man, from time to time, I'll sit down with somebody. Guess what? I've never had to counsel anybody through. I've never had to counsel anybody through a fear of falling. Nope. No one's ever sat down with me and goes, man, I really need to talk to you right now, man. Every time I walk outside, I fall to the ground. I'm just so scared. Nobody says that. No one's ever said to me, you know, oh, man, I just got this fear of loud noises. Now, a loud noise might scare you in a moment, but again, over time, what happens? You adjust. You, you know what used to scare us? Uh, this thing called Y2K. If you're under the age of 25, you're like, what's Y2K? Let me explain. Um, in 1999, we actually all thought the world was going to end because we thought computers couldn't handle a little calendar change from 1999 to 2000. We all got so scared that we went and bought enough water for two years. And guess what happened? The year 2000. We all thought at midnight, Central Standard Time, that the world was going to end and we had to figure something out. And it it just didn't. If you're a parent, especially if you're a parent, two kids, you know what used to scare us? (laughs) A kid getting injured. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first time the kid got injured, woo, emergency room. We was at the emergency room at least once a month with our first kid. That poor second child, though, listen, he can break a leg, and, and we in the pantry looking for ibuprofen. Like, you can walk it off, okay? You're going to be all right. What happened? We got stronger. We got wiser. We got better. We got more experience. And you know what? The more experience we had, the less we freaked out. And you know what? I want you to know this weekend. It's the same God that got us through our past fears. It's the same God that will carry us through our current ones. God is with us even when it doesn't look like it. I know and I trust that with God in our boat, we will not drown. I love that Jesus is sleeping through a storm. Because you know what that tells me? He's not freaking out about what's going on with us. He's cool. He's calm and collective. And he's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for me. And the future's bright. I have hope, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope and pray that you have the same thing. Romans 15, verse 13 says this. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to encourage you with. You're probably not going to be hopeful on your own. You're going to need some help. And the reality is, the God of hope is available to you today, who's going to help you be full of joy, full of hope, and full of peace. Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you gotten to a place where you've said, you know, I've made space for you on my boat. You know, what? I want you to fill me with what you want me to be full of. You know what? I want to fill my mind with things that feed hope instead of things that feed fear. We should be mindful of what we say to others. We should be mindful of what we listen to. We should be mindful about the images we allow into our eyes because they have a, a great effect on our soul. Here's the deal. Uh, We've got great journalists and great news reporters that are giving us up-to-date information. But at some point, falling asleep like this and being like this all day and constantly, you can ask yourself, man, is that good for us? At at some point, we get enough information to, to make some decisions. 
But at some point, we have to take care of our soul. So here's what I, what I want each and every person to do this weekend. Here is your homework. I want you to write down a list of things that you can control and the things that you can't control. Write down a list of things you can control and things you cannot control. Here are a few things that you can't control. What the news reports say. You don't get to control that. You also don't get to control other people's decisions. You're not in control of that. You also don't get to control when this crisis is over. You don't get to decide when a pandemic is over. I wish we all had a button that we could press and say it's over. But it's not. And we also don't get to control when sports will return. I wish I had this button. That would be amazing. But here are a few things you can control. How much you watch the news. Your decisions. Your posture during this crisis. And you also can control how much you pray for the Dallas Mavericks and the Cowboys. And, and when the NBA returns, the Mavericks are still in the playoff hunt. I don't care what's going on. Man, we get to there's some things we can control and some things that we can't. And I want to encourage you. Give your best energy to the things you can control. And let God take care of the things that you can't control. My hope and prayer for each and every home, each and every viewer, is that we would be people of hope. That we would be people that pass out hope, that encourage the person on our left, encourage the person on our right, to believe that the best days are ahead of us. And in the moments where we feel like there is an overwhelming fear over our life, where we feel like we can't handle what's going to happen, may we remember that we have a God who controls the weather, and he's in our boat too. I believe this is the way that you and I can have stronger hope. Father, I thank you so much for each and every person watching this message. I pray, God, that today that we would have hope, faith, and a positive future, that we would be people that believe that the best is yet to come, that even during uncertain times, even during the toughest times where we feel like the waves are crashing over us, I pray, God, that we would know more than ever that you're in our boat. And God, I pray that we would continue to make space for you and to put you first in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody say